Aloha, everybody, and welcome to the first podcast for the Coconut Wireless. My name is Aaron Hoff, and I'm the founder of the Kiala Foundation, and I got Juan Gonzalez with me. What's up, guys? How are you? Head coach of Kiala Foundation. And we also got Bickle. He's been stuck over here with us on the quarantine. So Quarantine, buddy. Slash garage head coach. <laughs> slash spiritual advisor. Yeah. yeah. So today we got, um, we did our first um, kids class yesterday on the, um, on the, internet and it went pretty good and we had Hinshaw with guest coach it and it was pretty awesome so what we're gonna do is we're gonna give Hinshaw Chris, is the man Chris Hinshaw we're gonna give him a call a call right now and see if he will jump in on this see if he answers probably eating popsicles yeah definitely you didn't know he out. loves popsicles out running Pop. Hinshaw what <laughs> what is happening man you know you're the only call that I ever pick up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel special. We are special. What's up, Henshaw? Juan here, too. Juan. Matthew Bickle as Juan. well, Mr. Henshaw. Dude, we are attacking Bickle. you right now. Hey, so, Chris. So, thank you so yes, much for coaching class with us this week. We are just so exactly. thankful and just overwhelmed with the energy you brought and just the amount of kids we got to impact over the world. How, how are you feeling after that? Dude, I'm still flying from that. That was like, I mean, we've come a long way. For we sure. have. Hey, Chris, could, can, 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 can you hold on for a sec? Could you just um, backtrack real quick and just describe who you are and what a, what a wonderful person you are so everybody can know who this Chris, Chris Hinshaw is? Yeah, I'm not good at talking about myself. but um, All right, I'll do it for him. I'm Hinshaw is, is the legend. best coach in the world. <laughs> Freaking man. Check him out. But, yeah, just kidding, coach. Go ahead, Doug. No, I, I really, uh, Hoff, I mean, you and I, we actually spent some time together before the first trail run. I don't know if you remember that, at the Marriott Hotel there um, in Manhattan Beach. I think, and, I think um, so. I had, I had several concussions were, over the years, so moments like yeah. those I forget sometimes. <laughs> well, at least you still remember my name from all those concussions. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so a select you, few that get yeah. that. So you're the main guy at aerobic capacity who just – is, is the man tell us about that you know it's been a great journey i gotta say um i think that the the number one thing that has really helped along the way with that is to always always in every single thing that you do treat it like it's your first experience and so like yesterday with the kids you know i've done a lot of work with you guys and a lot of work with the kids but I never, ever take it for granted. I never, just because I've done a lot of classes and, you know, we've known each other for, you know, a long time, I never allow that to water down the experience. I want to make sure that every single time when I do something, it's as if Hoff just asked me the first time or Juan asked me and I want to deliver. And I think that that approach has really helped me. Um, because I, I, I want to make sure I deliver that level of passion, that enthusiasm, um, and that experience because yeah, you, you never are know the energizer, bunny, that's touch. for sure. You, Dude, sto well, you stole his batteries. <laughs> yeah. And if well, I mean, I, there's any coaches out here listening, that's, that's Hinshaw saying that he takes every experience like it's his first. And I just think that's a huge quality of why you're such an amazing coach. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, you made it easy, though. I mean, you, I love you, what you did, Juan, in creating this, this word of the month. Um, you, you did something original. And everybody needs some kind of competitive advantage in their business, some kind of, you know, value that they're providing that no one else is doing. And let's face it, there's a ton of kids' programs that are out there, but what you're doing is something that's different. And what I wanted to do, because I believed it, create something that backed you, that showed the kids of that this accountability, this word that you picked for the month, what it meant to me. And that takes a little preparation. If, if I took our, our relationship for granted, you know what? I'm just going to show up and I'll get on a Zoom call. And you know what? I could crank out an hour-long workout for these kids. That'd be easy. Mm -hmm. But I want to deliver because what I that you did is you made an effort and that's where like Thanks, what coach Hoff has always done you guys have always shown that effort and 
by you creating effort, like Hop. I don't know if you remember, but the first time we met, I thought that you were like a scammer. And I was <laughs> You were right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, this guy, I'm going to pay my, my $150 registration fee, which is like 10 times more than I've ever paid. <laughs> and he's just it's going to a good right cause, we go, promise. <laughs> kids yeah, are expensive. Right, yeah, he's just going to go right down the bank of Hawaii and tap it and put it in his pocket. And I was like, man, I got to watch this guy. But you, dude, remember you crying on the stage that night? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Ceremony? Thanks for reminding that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full tears, Breaking man. down in tears. And, and yeah. That was, a, that was an ex- exciting night. Well, but that was real. I started you know, off reading the, the results in reverse. I was like, first place is. <laughs> and Paul Gomez from the audience goes, you start with last place. I was like, oh, well, too late. <laughs> I loved it because that was the first award ceremony that was like, wow, we're doing first place men and first place women. And then, <laughs> wow, I guess we got to go home after 15 minutes. Yeah, we were going to, because I was hungry, man. We Hoff to, likes we to get to straight eat. to the point. If you've ever met Hoff or got to hang out with Hoff. that buffet line was so spread out. There's no warm up, warming up. You hey, just so, jump right in. Hey, Chris, so how did it, how did you guys get it? What was it like when Juan, Juan called you up and then said, hey, you want to do this? How did you guys set that whole thing up? What was it? What was the, you know, uh, we kind of, me and Juan kind of were talking about it when the whole thing first, everything shut down and it just kind of like, it was cool that one, it, it materialized, you know, I was a little kind of sitting back like, oh, this might not happen. It might not be, you know, there's too much going on. And, but then it, it materialized. Well, How'd that all happen? Well, so do you remember when Juan was super depressed about a year ago and you <laughs> sent him out to hang out with me? Remember? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, that and was so dream come we, true. What did we right, call that so week? What do we call Make it? A wish. Make, Make a, a wish, wish week. week. Yeah, oh, my wake well, week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you came in with terminal depression. Froning yelled at him for wearing flippers in the, uh, in, the, in the in the swimming pool. One of yeah. my highlights in my life. Froning yelled at yeah. genuinely mad at me. Like, all right. <laughs> but uh, in that moment, you know, when when he was, you know, uh, boy, you guys all cry over there. You know, Juan was crying. We're, and, we're you I'm know, we're sensitive over guys. here, I'm man. This island makes you emotional. That's why, dude. Our work is heavy, well, I mean, man. We see some gnarly stuff day in and day out. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. It's like, I, you know, I, I, as you know, I mean, I've been involved in, in Caleb from day one, and, and it's, it's the number one passion of mine. And, and I'm so supportive of what you guys are doing. And, yeah, I'm all in. And, and when Juan came out for, you know, Make a Wish, <laughs> what I realized was, was like, this, this guy doesn't realize what he's doing. And a lot of times, you know, and, and I think that, that being older and, and having a lot of different experiences, you see the greatness in, in people and, and the opportunity that's right in front of them. And what, you, what I did with Juan was I highlighted what he is doing is incredibly unique. It's incredibly um, um, it, it's different. And, and he has an opportunity because of his role with Kayala and all of these kids to do something that's never been done before. Yep. And that's what I yeah, told Yeah, coach, him. you pump me up after that Dude, session. I tell him that all the time and he just doesn't <laughs> listen. But when you tell him, he's just like, You don't yell at him ears. first though, coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a hard it's thing. True, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to realize that, that what you're doing is unique. And it's hard when, your head's you, in the, when you're in the trench, you know, you can't see what's going on around you, all the, beautiful things that right. you're making materialize. It's You don't. And, and so that's where it was like, look, this is what you're doing. And it is incredible. And, you know, I think that one, when we decided to do that t-shirt sale and I, I told you, you know what, I want you to go up. And uh, so I don't know, Bickle, if you knew, but what we did is at the power monkey camp, there's a field trip to mayhem and there's a hundred campers that show. And I, I, coached this class with a hundred people at mayhem and what we decided to do is is raise some money and we donated uh aerobic capacity t-shirts and we sold them for twenty dollars and all the money went to kayala oh, cool. and um yeah we sold over a hundred shirts that yeah. day and 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 um i made juan though get up and speak and tell people what is kayala to people that had no clue and i go juan it's got to be just five minutes mm-hmm. and he went up and boom, a hundred and something shirts were sold in ten minutes. 
Yeah, it was and, rad. Uh, yeah, and you, I think yeah, that, that you guys, you Heidi, and the whole Power Monkey just that was such an amazing week, and I just felt wish, yeah, it was it really was make a wish. I just I just got super empowered and encouraged, and I was just over here by you know I'm not gonna say by myself, but um, you know I'm like our head coach here, so you know it, it's so amazing to just take time to get poured into myself and just to receive and and to get filled up and to, to be pushed, you know, and, and it really is what helped guide me into this word of the month and really seeing that our fitness program, the fitness is secondary. We really work on preparing our kids for their futures and it's, it's values and virtues like accountability that I really think are the secret sauce that will really get them ahead of the game and things that they can, yeah, it's a, like you struggle, I mean, and, and Hoff, dude, remember, I mean, Hoff wrote some stuff that was so powerful. Remember that, 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 that quote you had sent me Hoff and it said, you know what? I'm in the trenches every day and I am tired of my Hawaiian family's dying and I need to do yeah, something. I remember that. And it's super powerful, but it's also super sad. Like that's it's your real. world. Right. I mean, you look at right now, like like one of the biggest situations we're in right now, a lot of the kids that we work with, a lot of the homes they're in, it's like a war zone. You know what I mean? They're in a really bad spot right now, just being stuck at home. Right. You well, know, so that's why when Juan, Juan came out, like that was the eye-opener for me is like, wow, I, I, I am not even aware because I'm disconnected with that daily life and being entrenched in that, that environment what it can do and it's hard it's, yeah. it's not i mean imagine how hard it is for the kids yeah i remember working when yeah. i when i before this all started and i was just you know a, the sober guy doing working with all these kids and just taking kids with me i didn't realize like like one is a father to so many ki- kids that he doesn't yeah. even realize and i got the, so many the, kids the, right the, now the <laughs> impact of like you know like because now now that i've done that for years i look back and then there's so many kids that I've impacted that I see, I see the results after 23 years of being sober, working with hundreds of kids. There's so many yeah. kids that are sober. They got their lives together. They have, you know, like getting, having good families. And that's ones like in the beginning of where I was when I was working with all these kids and just like, dude, why am I even doing this? These kids are just little punks. And why am I, you know what I mean? This is like, but then yeah. the result is, you know, it's saving people's yeah, lives. Saving people's lives. Well, and even in the close term, like the the ability to be able to coach for you to come on and coach a Zoom class with that many kids, like that yeah. is a that is a huge accomplishment in itself that you could pick any other group of kids from almost anywhere in the world and that doesn't go off the way it went the other day. It's it's the fact yeah. that Juan has laid so much groundwork that these kids are excited to work out. They miss working out. The first Zoom class he did without Coach Henshaw, just Juan like something like 24 kids showed up to the very first one. And he had just spoken to teachers at school who have 140 kids in their classes and only two or three are logging in to do their homework. Like he's created something that these kids are searching out and need and want and, and created a platform so that someone can come in and, and create something so amazing, which ironically is so much accountability. You've created accountability yeah. for these kids to where mm-hmm. they're going to show up for you and they want to perform for you. And so there's the fruit of your labor right there. I just want to point that out because it was blowing my mind the other you day. You guys are all just coach. way too sweet. No, and to one, right one comment there, like I was kind of sitting back and Bickle and Juan were going back and forth. Back and Do we right. got to have a podcast just so you guys can say nice things about me now? No, I got another list that's going to come up. But like I was sitting down when I was listening to Bickle and Juan kind of like go, go back at each other. And then they're, they're, we're just going to start the kids thing. And it doesn't, if, if one kid shows up, it's successful. You know, little things like that. That's the spirit behind it. It doesn't matter because you change one kid's life. You change a generation. You know, Absolutely. that's that's been but my I think, belief. I think, though, that Juan with. I mean, granted, he's got a lot of experience now in doing it, but let's face it, Juan, Ron, how many, how many specialty courses have you gone to and, you know, for CrossFit? Like, I mean, how much? I'm pretty close to almost all of them. Um, You know, growing up at, in Vegas and at Max Effort, shout out to Max Effort. They, I got hooked up with so many specialty courses because we hosted them. So yeah, almost all of them. 
well, that's and so there's the point, right? So yeah. you just needed a little bit of experience and and yeah, to apply and, all the good stuff, right? But what you have found is is a space that probably surprised you, right? That that not coaching adults, not doing private, but you know what you're doing is is you're teaching kids, and in some way you have have that that resonated inside of you. And it, it made you into a better person. And I think that's what's super cool. And that's what I see. Thanks, Coach. I agree, I, Coach. Yeah. You, I mean, hey, Hoff, speak, speaking of, wait, I want to ask Hoff some. So, speaking of seeing, you know, like what I see, you remember when we went to Shipwreck that first time when I was, yeah, like calling like, oh, you this out? Beach and is saying, so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, look, at the, crack, look at the crackheads over there and the, the uncle's over here drinking, look at this, and you're like, oh, now, I, now I see it. But, but that was the tricky part, because I've been going to Hawaii, you know, I mean, shoot, I've been doing the Hawaiian Ironman since 1982 in Kona, and, you know, I, I know going, I went to Kauai in 1980, and I have never seen the things that you were talking about, and I'm like, I'm just having a hard time. And now and now you see it everywhere. Well, you told me, and I'll yeah. never forget your words. That's because you see what you want to see. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm pretty observant, you know? Like, I really, and he's like, you're like, I'm, we're going to go jump the cliff, but I just want you to pay attention. And again, I'm going to point things out, but I don't want you to stare. Let's just go to shipwrecks and make the jump. But I'll point it out so you now see what we see. Yeah. And that's and like when people pull- come over here, that's why they're so they become so dedicated to the cause because they, 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 they hang around me and then they get to see a different Hawaii that they've never saw before. It's like all my, a lot of my friends yeah, are recovered. They're like, Billy, he was dead. They brought him back to life. And now he's just an unreal coach with the kids. And we got like Kavika and there's this, there's an army of people that, that I have local people that are just sober and yeah. giving back to the community. It's, it's amazing. You Pickle, know? Did you- Bickle, when you came over the first time, you know, for the the trail run, did you did you see things, or or did you have to have kind of like an education, like a wake up call of like the realities of and 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 firsthand eyewitness accounts of of wow, Hop is actually so I laying actually, this out truthfully. Yeah, I actually came right after a trail run for my first time and met Aaron, and then came like two or three times throughout the year and didn't even really know what the trail run was about or for, or um, he had kind of told me they had a kid's program and I had come to some of the kids classes, but I didn't really understand the enormity of it. And the program was also growing rapidly at that point. And um, immediately, you know, upon just getting to know Aaron one, of course he blew me away and he was someone who just physically I wanted to be like, because he was just this big giant animal of a human being that, I was um, on my journey of getting healthy and fit and wanted to be like Aaron. And so was, you know, got, got pretty magnetically attached to the guy right away, energetically, especially, and just having fun and being stupid and doing stuff. And uh, as he told me his story, it was exactly basically what you just told, uh, explained about shippies that I had the veil pulled off my eyes too, because I had come out here three or four times and it was just nothing but love and pure spirit. Honestly, it was his fault because he was providing such an amazing atmosphere that I didn't see it and keeping me from it because he keeps himself from it. But then as being the transparent human being that he is, as his story unfolded, it was just like knocked me upside the head. I had no idea. And um, to this day, I, you know, every time I'm here now, I, I love just like being with Hoffie and hearing the conversations on his cell phone as he's like talking four people out of suicide in a day and getting two people to try and get sober and, the, the way he coaches and the way he leads is, is with harsh, true, pure passion and love. And he's never, he doesn't sugarcoat things for people. He doesn't lie to people. And, um, he gives, yep. he's, you know, he's their only chance and he's so many people's only chance out here. And that I think his you know genius is that he can't save people when they're 40 and addicted to meth. It's easier to catch them when they're five and, and get them yeah. into fitness and get them, you know, loving themselves. Yeah, there's a bigger return in that mm-hmm. area. Yeah. And, and that's, doing that's, both. Been, that's been my, <laughs> Just looking at the numbers of the amount of people and the kids, it's, it's kind of like you plant the seed early and they can bounce back. Yeah, that, that, For all you 40-year-olds on Kauai, he's got your back too, though, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it a but, shot. <laughs> but I think that that's the, the hard part is is that 
you're 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 obviously a nonprofit organization, and 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 what I always struggle with is is you tell this story, and it's like. Uh, how bad can it be? They're on Hawaii, you know, it's like, I mean, let's face it, we would all love to be living there. And, and it's because the majority of the population is doing exactly what Bickle and I did. We see what we want to see. And, yeah, and you come over here on a high, you're just, oh, it's Hawaii, right. woo, vacation. Right. Oh, then you come hang out with me. It's just, I just trenches, mess it all up. I'm like, here, but, let's go down to this Hawaii. But I think that come that's what's to try and mainstream this, you know, on the mainland and get them to understand it, it's it's a hard thing because people have this perception. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's what makes it yeah, hard. Yeah, it's really black and white over here. Like in the, I would think in the mainland, it's a little bit more blended in. There's a lot of population. And it's just hard to really nail down yeah. like beauty. Yeah. Here's this beauty and nightmare. Yeah, you know, there's there's yeah. no like long gray area in between you're just I always explain to people that <clears throat> to what I try to explain the situation here is that the the whole world competes to have a home in Kauai like the whole world doesn't yep. compete to have a home in Denver Colorado or Cookville Tennessee so even right. though there's poverty in those places the the vast difference of the poverty versus the rich people is it's so unbelievably you know distant here that there is no chance for the people that are on the other side of the scale. And that's why Aaron says it's so black and white because it is so black and white. You've got beachfront homes with people from Japan and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Carlos Santana and we could go on forever. Or, and then we've got the people that are just stuck here because, you know, the, like Aaron, one of the most amazing things Aaron told me, it was not till this last trail run is that most of the kids from Kikaha that came over to the trail run, a lot of them had never left Kikaha. Their families had never yeah. left this right. town on this island that like Juan runs to every single day. You know, it, it's an insane the difference of, of abilities here because the because of the poverty scale. Yeah, yeah, and which sets up a beautiful opportunity for us because Kekaha is like a petri dish, and we can measure the results and see how we're impacting the community, and it goes down, all that down to the foundation. We can actually get results, measure, see how the community, it affects them, see how the, the community starts to jump in and actually help, you know what I mean? Because that's one of the biggest hurdles here is a lot of people in the community, you know, it's the local community, as my experience has, in the beginning was very unhelpful. You know, I was getting, I was getting all my resources were coming from the mainland, which is, which yeah. is, yeah, which is Incredible. crazy. Right? But now it's yeah. sparking the, we have, you know, so many beautiful people from that community that give all their time. They come in, they help, and they got, I mean, Juan's got a whole bunch of aunties out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, just, like, just the, the Ohana having Kekaha yeah. is just incredible. Out, I miss them so much. Yeah. You and know, that I, was there. When we opened that up out there, people were just like, it was very apparent how the state and the government does nothing for them. They're just like, wow, man, we've never yeah, it, had they're, anything they're, like this. Kekaha is definitely a rural, rural, rural town. And even in Anahola too, the same yeah. thing. We opened there and they're like, wow, the Hawaiian home, they don't do nothing for us because it was very, you know, and it was a Howley boy from the South side that was born and raised over here actually put something in there that made that very apparent. As soon as it opened up at Bronson guy's house, they're just like, wow, man, this is like, they really don't do nothing for us. Yeah. And the, how the, was, how, how is Bronson, by the way? Dude, he's, he's one hammer, right? man. He's feeding pigs. I love dude. it. Where he's got a big. Pig I can't wait to go work got... out with him again, man. Yeah. Just such a great human. Making surfboards yeah. and yeah, there's just, just pure aloha, that guy. What I love is that um, he's stuck with it. You know, like he had a, he he had a, a strong interest. He was he was definitely. Um, passionate about it, but he just didn't have a, a lot of experience. And, you know, it, I, you guys have been very, you know, like setting things up for, for allowing me to coach and do things with the kids and spending time with Bronson. And what's nice is like to sit down and to work with him and to, to bring him up to speed on just different aspects. And that guy pays attention better than anybody I've ever met. He really listens and, He's a great coach, a, great right. leader and, of his and community. Bronson, Bronson, so just so you guys know, Bronson Lavel, he's the one that runs CrossFit Anahola out in the Hawaiian homes. 
um, and his wife, Kai Lavel, they, they open, we help them open a gym in their own home for the community. And to, to provide everyone listening with a little bit of color and information on this, because I was new to all this and had to un- learn it. Um, Aaron started CrossFit Poipu in Poipu, which is a, is a tourist destination. It's a, it's a great place to have a gym. He gets a lot of drop-ins from all around the world, people on vacation. He has a great uh, you know, gym base as far as the locals that, that believe in, or, you know, and support his gym. And then in basically God told Aaron to open two gyms in two of the most least desirable places to open a gym on the island. Places that you're guaranteed not to have enough membership to keep the overhead, keep the gym open. Um, basically, went to the worst places as a where business no, decision. Where no, a yeah, decision. yeah, where no one cares about these uh, these people, and that's why to his story, they were they were so surprised and so taken back, and also so supportive and and show up to the classes. I've been to classes in Kikaha and in Anahola, and some of the best energy you'll ever be around because these people are so blessed. They get to work out. That's something I preach all the time that you don't have to work out. You get to work out mm-hmm. It's an honor to get to work out. And it is an honor to get to use and move your body. And these people understand that. And so what these guys are doing is yeah. not for money and it's not for fame and no one's going to find out about it anywhere else besides in Kikaha and Anahola and people in Poipu probably think you're an idiot for doing it. And, and that's like the most beautiful thing in the world that of their reasons, their why and I will just back up one more step that this is all done and supported through the Kiala Foundation, which is a foundation that Aaron started along with Juan and along with a team of other really awesome people. And they are doing their best to just stay afloat through this entire bad time and the shutdown and the pandemic. And that if anyone feels the, uh, you know, this story or wants to know more, please reach out. And also please do not hesitate to donate to this foundation because these guys are struggling and, and could use everyone's help that's listening. So that's all I got. Yeah, if I could describe the the thing that that, that drove me to open the gyms in Kekaha and Anahola was this. It's a, you know, that's that's what I grew up with. I, those are the environments that I grew up in. That was basically just ran over from all the money coming to the island, all the new. You know what I mean? These are little pockets of what old Hawaii, you know, that that's 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 left. That's it's pretty much. If we don't, is almost eradicated. Basically, Hawaii is almost eradicated. The spirit of how I grew up with the people, like like everybody knows everybody, neighbors are like family, and it's like so. That's the experience. You go out there and you become a part of this family. Even if you're from the people I bring from the mainland that come over here, once they go out there, you're family. You're like, oh yeah, you're you're just just as good as blood. And they take, and then that feeling is what people. That's the richest riches you could ever get in the world is a feeling of total acceptance, total love. And you know, there's, there's nothing more mon- that money cannot buy that. So that's when what I, I try to, preserve. when I was told pop, I, when I was called uncle that time in the workout, when, when oh, yeah. uncle, uncle, like that well, was, what, were you, what were you doing to get called uncle? <laughs> teaching. Oh, the, context, teaching. the context, the context was, yeah, what was it? You can let's explain so, that. Let's have long a, story short, I I I am very strict with our students in our class, and you know I hold the I hold the strong line. So if if they blow it, um, we we pay. And so everyone was doing burpees, and I was counting them out and making them stay down, and I was telling them when to come up. And Hinshaw has never Chris wasn't doing. He's never very been subjected correctly. to that, or it's been a while since he's been subjected to that kind of discipline. You know, so one of the little kids looked over and and told you what did he tell you? Because if the kids mess up the count, we restart. Okay, what? Is and that so good? they were just so, making sure Coach was on his game. No, so it, hold on, it was my workout. And what I was doing was, is I gave them. So the best was, is that I did a couple classes in that week, and and uh, we we started the first class um, that I did, and just building their confidence and and me that I'm not going to destroy them, that I'm going to really at the end of it all, I'm going to encourage them to take a risk, but I'm also never going to criticize them. I'm never going to laugh at them. I'm never going to mock them for anything. What my job is is to build their knowledge and experience to make them more confident in their abilities. So what I wanted to show them was this pacing face drill where we marked out on the main street where we ran, we marked out a section on the road, we put a line of chalk, and then two meters in front of that, we put another line in chalk across the road. And everybody got in between those two lines and they ran 
in one direction, 30 seconds down, and then they rested for 15 seconds, and then they came back. And if they matched their same speed in that 30 seconds going out as 30 seconds coming back, it should land in the middle of that, that two-meter section. Well, when we did this, there was one kid that did it the first time, and one. And the kid, had it was clear in watching him, he had never – won anything athletic before in his entire life he was so jazzed i mean he was you remember this one? Oh, of course yeah. yeah and so when i came back the next time i'm all we're not going to do 30 seconds you know what i'm going to give you everyone in this class and we had shoot i mean you pull a lot of people in on a whole lot of yeah. like 30 people and i'm like we're going to do i'll tell you what two minutes down rest a minute two minutes back and if one of you out of the entire class lands in this, and we made it a four-meter section mm-hmm. of road, I will buy every one of you a Gatorade. <laughs> they were so, they were like, no, no way. And Juan was like, but guys, if none of you get in it, you're going to have to do 25 burpees. Well, no one made it. And so I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that All is what happened, yep. So we're in the middle, and, and I, we're, I'm next to, you know, this, this Hawaiian guy, this boy and he was probably 13 and and uh we're going down and doing these burpees and we get to six and seven i hear seven and then i hear no rep i'm like huh i'm not paying attention i'm just doing the consequence so then i hear okay down and i go down and then i you know stand back up again and no rep and i'm like what's one talking about like who's messing up a burpee like how do you mess up a burpee i'm like huh well Two more go by, no rep, no rep. Well, we go down again, and we're down on the ground, and this boy looks over at me, and he's all, uncle. <laughs> and he catches my attention, and my heart, I got to tell you, it, 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 it warmed to a fire that's still, it's still burning hard right now. I mean, it, it burns. Like, when you are told and accepted, it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, wow, I really... Like, to be called uncle is a, is a term of endearment, yeah. and it was like... And he looks over at me and he's like, Uncle, you keep messing up. What, <laughs> no. what are you doing? But he said, like, he said, he didn't say it like that, Chris. How did he really say it? Well, he. Uncle, he, you're bleeping he, up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I look and I'm like, what? And he looks at me like I'm the dumbest guy on earth. He's like, Coach didn't tell you to stand up. Why are you standing before Coach says stand? And I'm like, what is he doing like i wasn't even paying attention and then i I, all of a sudden at the bottom i hear up and i'm like oh Oh. all of those mess ups were because of me so i went from like feeling so good about myself to all of a sudden it was like oh i just stick the knife in my heart like it was just like crushing (laughs) oh that was fun we're we're, about Couple more minutes on this, so you get you want you want to. What's your favorite food, Hop? Everything. Oh, you, you should. We've been eating know. um pateles lately. Oh my god, Hop. Henshaw, uh, you ever had patele? You know what that is? Oh, my buddy's making smoked meat for me too. Kippy, remember that one? No way, the pork. Yeah, the pork. He's making that. Oh, dude, we just got some lao laos. Yeah. We got the hookup on some lao laos. Oh my oh, gosh. Good. I don't discriminate. I'll yeah. eat whatever you got. We got Bickle. Yeah. Bickle's been been keeping keeping me personally just eating healthy, just veggies, clean protein. But, you know, you know, Bickle. Amazing. You know, I gotta say, Bickle is one of the more dialed people that you'll ever meet. Like oh, yeah. he really, like he'll sit down and and a lot of people don't know how to relax. You know, they're just like like they can't just have a conversation. And Bickle, like what I love, and Bickle, this is the truth. What I love is. When you're with Bickle, you get all of Bickle. He's mm-hmm. not looking over your shoulder for somebody else. Yeah. You get all of his attention, and uh, that's what we love. I mean, even Heidi, right from the very first day, she was walking around with a mala, you know, like six foot ten and 300 pounds, and he's walking with a mala, right? <laughs> but when you get in that, that space and the space that you hold Bickle, it's like you get in there, it's like, wow. It's Thank 100%. We have, a, we, have a new nick, cool. nick, we have a new nickname. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, this is it's the 300-pound cheetah. Bikelko. <laughs> Bikelko, the 300-pound cheetah. Bikelko. So his Instagram says Bickle 
Colorado. So it's Bickle CO. And then one of my friends came by and he was, he was, I was on the phone and he was just like, hey, are you with Bikelco? <laughs> so, great. So, so it's kind of like that, you know. The, it's this uh, Hawaiian name. Yeah, Bikelco. My Russian lifter name. Bikelco. Yeah. Oh, so thank you, thank you so much for those kind words, uh, Coach. And I got to give it back then, I guess. I First trail run I was right. at, Coach was doing an aerobic capacity clinic, and I'm, like, more afraid of running than I am of, you know, the devil. Like, I running. So, to me, <laughs> so to me, Chris Henshaw is, like, the worst man on earth before I ever meet him. I'm horrified, but I, I say yes to everything fitness because I'm a psycho. So I sign up for the, for the running seminar. And I'm like, I'm nervous. I am tripping. I, I get there, and he was a complete and total sweetheart to everyone the whole time, and it was so endearing, and it was so much fun. And he worked <laughs> and catered you. to everybody's level, which I think is something that he won't ever. He, you know, I don't think you advertise that well enough because you know you're you work so well with elite people like Matt Frazier and Tia and all these amazing athletes, but like. Coach can also coach up the someone who's just getting on the ground jogging and just getting their feet wet in, in fitness. And and that's where I was when I when I took your clinic. And it was just as effective for me as it was for some games athletes who took it with us that day. And I, that's something I'll always remember. And I'll always remember how kind and sweet you were. And you have been to this day. So I want to point Thanks, that out. I, thank you. I think a lot of that stems from me being late and developing. I mean, I'm sure, Hoff, when you were, were 16, you probably were, you know, Six and a half feet tall. And no, I was short 200. and fat. Oh, you were. I, I, I was, I'm a late I was, bloomer I was a too. Fat kid. That's why me and Bickle get along so well. We all we have fat kids. We're <laughs> I was like 119 in our, in our, pounds my senior we're, year high school. So we're bad. fat kids for life, and our, once you're a fat kid, the rest of your life, you're always gonna think you're a fat kid. You could be like so, jacked. So abs then you and, so right. So then you okay. So then I was. It sounds like Juan and I. We were, were definitely the opposite, but still being skinny and small mm -hmm. versus you know, fat and, and clumsy, it's like you're still super insecure and you yeah. carry that forever. And so when I write workouts, it's like, that's why I said earlier, it's like we're in the business of creating confidence. And mm -hmm. and imagine if Bickle showed up that day and <laughs> every single thing he did, he finished dead last. That experience would have been awful for him and I would have lost him as an athlete. Yeah. And that is a myth. And, and I think that like, what Juan and what you guys are doing with kids, there's really no difference in, in working with an adult who has lost their fitness for whatever reason, you know, family, health, money, and they're now sitting there at 40, 50 years old and they want to find their fitness again. Well, those same insecurities that they had as a kid are there as an adult. And the mistake I think a lot of coaches do is that they don't recognize that and they want to write workouts yeah. that cater to the biggest and the baddest and the strongest. And unfortunately you're going to alienate 99.9% yep. of the people. A good, a good so, coach will meet people at their level and walk from there. And you have to do it. Like Nicole and it Carroll takes patience. It takes patience. Just like with kids, you gotta, it's yeah. a lot of people don't teach kids because they don't have the patience to come to their level and be patient with them. Mm-hmm. But, but that would be the sign that they can't teach an adult that has yep. lost their fitness. Yep. Yeah. That would exactly. tell me that you don't know how to connect with me, that what you want to connect with is the biggest and the baddest and the strongest in the gym. Yeah. And Which is ego, self-centered. She told, she told me, or, so she attended my seminar um, four years ago. And so Nicole Carroll, the head of CrossFit training, and, and she told me, she says, you know, what you did, is you created content that resonated with everybody and you don't even know the level of, of, of education in your audience and you don't know their athletic background yet you cater to every one of them. And that's the most important thing that a coach can do. Here's the head of training saying mm -hmm. that's the core. And that's basically and, everything. And when I work with a drug, strung out drug addict, I have to, that's the same concept. I have to come down to their level and take baby steps with them and be patient with them, you know, if, if, because you have that to. That must be hard though, Hoff, because. Oh yeah. I've been, I've been, dude, you work with a guy that I've been stole from, lied to just come, but it's like, I, I know it. It's a part of the, it's a part of the deal, but it's, huh. it's, it, it is what it is. You know, I've watched people yeah. commit suicide. I've watched all the, all those, the tragedies from it, but then, but then there's so many like beautiful things that come from it. 
when someone when the lights go yeah. on and somebody it's just like with it when you're doing you, you get your double unders it's the same thing it's the light goes on mm-hmm. like getting yeah. your life back well it's exciting you know you just get excited about life but right but that's why you have to write workouts that i think that's what was cool about what we did yesterday one yeah. we wrote workouts but the kids in the warm-up they counted their number of repetitions and those repetitions became their own individual repetitions that they had to perform in the workout. And I love that. I love that they were actively involved. And instead of just saying, you're doing this, you're doing this, and then you're doing this. It's like, Hey, you're the one that decided, not me. You did that. Those are your numbers. So there, there's no argument over the number of reps that they're doing because you did that. And I love that. I love watching them. Yeah. I think you definitely could see them try so much harder because they created it. Yeah. And, um, that's why what, what we did this, this last class was just amazing. And, and even more just confirmed that you were, no one could have been the first, first special guest coach for us other than you coach. Um, we learned so much, um, just helping us groom the whole process from asking to setting up the workout um, and, and really collaborating to, to align with our message that we, we want to give to our kids. And um, we're wow. just super thankful for that, Coach. You know what I'm excited Thanks, about is the scene, like how like with you a part of this helping build. It's not just Juan and us over here building this. We have you helping us. We'll have Matt. Fraser helping us. We'll have Tasia yeah. and China and all these other calling you out good people that are yep. actually going to step in and say, "Hey, let's they can do." And, and it's actually making a huge impact. And it's not now on when it's online. It's not just people on Kauai. There's people from all over the world watching this. So it's a it's a whole new. You know, it's the bless. Yeah, we the, had the blessing, four different countries. The blessing and the disaster. You know, there's a silver lining in every disaster, every hard time. And and to me, that's a materializing is that you know opportunity i think so that yeah i think that that's what's really special too is that this whole situation um during this pandemic is is not easy on anybody Mm -hmm. it's not and and i i do a lot of zoom calls with gyms and i I gotta say that that for anybody that you guys are contacting it's a huge privilege to be a part of what juan has put together because it's it's unlike any other class that you will teach because what you're seeing, what we have 60 people yesterday, one. Yeah. There was over 60 kids, uh, four different them, countries, 15 different States. Um, and, and from five them, to 18. It's so cool to watch them all move. I mean, I've never been so satisfied as a coach of watching something that, that I'm delivering. And they're all doing it and they're doing it with enthusiasm. I mean, the reward that you got, that I got from that was unlike any Zoom call that I've done over the last five weeks. And I've done, let's say, close to 100. Really amazing. These kids are special and they want it. They want to get better. These kids are seeking, um, you know, they're super smart, are are this next generation. They, They know how to use technology. They're aware that they are not in school anymore and that, you know, even this class and to work out and to move is a privilege. And Dude, they're definitely they, seeking, <laughs> seeking, in, you know, seeking to prepare themselves. It's really cool to but watch. Your scavenger hunt that you did at the beginning, you know, those toe taps and, and people are dragging boogie boards. In. Yeah. It was so classic Hawaii. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Just, just kids, man. They just, they definitely working with kids always just, um, just fills you up so much, so much joy. I love it. Um, well, it was Chris, great. I loved so it. Just, just off of the, um, so we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up with this last question. So if you could pick one thing, what, what do you hope the kids remember about you when everyone signs off on that? What, what, what do you hope that these kids take away from the moment that you're in there coaching? And that what I wanted them to learn yesterday was that that you have to make your own life Mm. that as much as as chris hinchaw is going to come in and help you the reality is is that if you want to make bad decisions if you want to blame others 
if you want to to focus on mediocrity, you know what? The world's going to allow you to do that. But if you want to take some ownership of your life, if you want to make change, then it's up to you to do that. It's up to you. And and the thing is, is that you have a choice. You honestly can sit and feel sorry for yourself and the world's going to let that happen. Or you know what? You be accountable and you charge forward and make decisions to improve things. Yeah. And don't be afraid the, of mistakes. I, what I said at the, the end was, is that in life, there are no gifts. It's work. And there are bad things that happen to all of us. Mm-hmm. But what we have to do is you have to find a way to learn from those mistakes and move forward. And that's why that word accountable is so true. Like when I said that message in the beginning, I was not good in any athletic sport, zero. None. But you know what? My dad, he, he believed in me and he allowed me to take a risk, a gamble to do the Ironman in, in Hawaii. And I had never done anything athletic ever. And what I realized right after he said, okay, let's make that happen, I had to do all the work. It was up to me to be able to do it, not him. And I had to take charge. And that was a life lesson. And these kids, what you have to realize in life at some point in time is that you've got to take ownership. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, life is going to pass you by and the world is going to let you feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, it'll Mm -hmm. eat you up. It's and gotta be and truth. it's up to and me. Accountability, baby. Well, cool, Chris. And that's why it's so yeah, it's so effective. Like that's why you look at people and it's like, you know what? Their lives are better because they work hard. It wasn't a gift. Mm-hmm. They worked hard and they stumbled along the way and they made mistakes, but you know what? They kept moving forward. I'm and Amen. Yeah. And and what's great about those kids is that they've got this group of people that that Kayala has created, you know, you Hoff and Juan, that, that there are people that would like me that will do anything that I can to help them. But if they don't want to help themselves, I can't do anything. And that's the same message that you said earlier, Hoff. Sometimes they're not ready. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That's why, you know, every class, um, we're, we're we're reminding them, We're we're empowering them. Hey, well, Chris, you know what? I just want to say thank you again for all your help. I'm sure we'll be love uh, you, Chris. Yeah, we'll have some more classes coming up. And yeah, no, same. Next week, welcome, I'm gonna Mom. need you next month. I'm next a, month's I'm, word is endure, and man, I know, I know you got something good for us. I'm, I'm Dude, a, that's right. That's my sweet spot. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and endure. I just definitely think this word endure. <laughs> I've been digging into it. We're our team, Sarah and Tati. We're we're excited to create some awesome content that this world needs to to hear and and receive to help them get through this time. Yeah, I I written one. What you? I mean, and I'm serious. What you've created is something very original. Thanks, and coach. The track record that you have have created it proves the value of, 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 of this project um, and, and the help that you're providing. And I think that, that you need to really keep plowing ahead in that because I think you're creating a formula that the world can benefit from. Yep. I appreciate so this that. This is coaches. really unique. Yeah. And, and I, really and I got to I got to thank you. Cause th- honestly that make a wish week when you sat me down <laughs> and, and, and you told me, Hey, like, dude, this is new. This is fresh. This is original. Um, and you've really been one to push me towards this this direction um, for this type of programming. So um, you're the man, it. coach. Thank you for your inspiration and all your you're welcome. All your awesomeness. Welcome. Yeah, and I think it's cool Same. too because Juan, you know, like just being over here, like in the trench with me and Juan over here, it's like a lot of that. He does so much good, you know. And I probably should pat yeah. him on his back a little bit more with that, but I'm 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 more worried about the negative, so I'm gonna always bring that up so we can deal with that and move on but it's, I'm, I'm thankful he's stuck around because it's at the end of the day he does so much good and you know and it's 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 just what god's be, asked to, me yeah, to do to man be, to be creating something like this is is good you know and, and it's like with bickle everybody who's come here has poured so much into this they don't even realize they could just be oh we're coming over to visit but you know you know your energy uh, what, like when you're you come over your energy is like you know everybody has a different energy at the right time at the right place that you know it's 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 unreal but what you've done is is it's it's a different model than like normal business so like normal business you would be like 
let's say the boss and you would then go to one and tell one, like if we talk about this word accountable, one, you're accountable for doing this and that and blah, 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 blah. And, and you're like pounding him for this, this quote accountability. But in, what's unusual about the situation over there is you actually hold yourself to the highest standard. Like, like when something gets messed up, it's not on one. You take it on your shoulders. And I think that's what's really valuable here is that you feel the weight of any impact in any of the spaces that, that you guys are responsible for, whether it's, it's from anybody, any coach, any sponsor, anybody. And that's what's appealing to me is that you feel that weight. And could you imagine if there's CEOs that are out there that they take that responsibility. So when a company does poorly, they don't blame it on the sales team. You know what? The CEO says, you know what? I'm not going to take any pay for the next year because you know what? This was my responsibility. I should have been accountable for it. And that's what I like. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how these kids grow up and, and learn to apply accountability in their lives. It's going to be cool to see yeah. this, these kids grow up. I'm excited for them. Well, same. Boys, I love it. Bickle, I dig having you on the call, man. I'm Thanks. Dude, he's he's going to be he's here for a little while. He, came over, he came over for like, when he's like, oh, awesome. can I just stay? <laughs> I like, oh. That's a question I, t I always tell everybody. Just stay a little longer. Just stay a little you know. Get you a we, we've been having a, a fun, fun time. Somehow we've... Does Bickle, does Bickle have my air conditioner? Dude, Bickle went surfing the other day. He bodyboarded <laughs> it. And he, uh, he was like... And I was just, the set came in and he just turned around and right, I'm like, oh shit. And because the, the wave's going to tumble him and he's coming into me. So I dodged the set and he just turned around this big smile and the wave just lands right on him. Boom. And I took Aaron out. And then he takes me out and it's the water's about a foot deep. So I'm like, dude, if this guy's, the whole time, I'm like, dude, if he gets hit, the water hits me, he's going to run me over, push me on the reef, and then I'm, I'm screwed. I'll, I'll be his reef cushion. But it was great. It's great. I love Bickle. You're the total package, man. Love you. Boy, Thank you. Love you, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we love you too, Chris. So we can't wait to see. It's going to be a huge celebration yeah. when you when you make it back out to Kauai, man. So can't we're, wait. Yeah, we're yeah. going to wrap this up. We were we were trying to keep the. We came into the podcast. We're going to do only twenty minute podcast. Yeah, there's it's no twenty 50, minutes with him. Fifty two minutes. <laughs> But we made it 43 minutes without using the word pandemic. I noted yeah. that. Yeah. So we did a really good job yeah. of talking about, you know, being present in what we can change right now and, and not talking yeah. about fear and talking about positivity and kindness and love. And I think we all crushed it. So good yeah. job, you guys. And hey, you guys, um, so just so you know, the Kiala Foundation, if you want to check it out, see what we're doing. All the um, stuff is. We're on Instagram. We Instagram. have an awesome website. Our team is pumping out uh, kialafoundation.com. Perfect. We also have CrossFitPoitBoo.com and CrossFitKekaha.com that you can check out our different check programs yeah. and and, and uh, our Instagram Ultimate Hawaiian Trail Run um, also has some really good content and stay tuned for yeah. uh, some updates on yeah. that. Yeah, we'll have some more stuff, some more athletes, some more people on the coconut wild. But we started with the legend. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Love the man, Chris. Well, right on, Chris. Everybody have a good day and or night and aloha. 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 See you.